It's Friday, September 21st, and this is episode 5 of I Know Science Things. Sciencing, episode seven. I don't think that's correct, Chris. I think you've already failed miserably with your first chance introduction. And as as the uh, the host and not the sidekick of the show, I'm I'm reining you in from your introduction capabilities. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Co-host, Tom. Co-host. Fine, co-host. But speaking of co-hosts, and co-hosts with an S, extra S on the end, uh, we've got two more in, in the in the house tonight. The one aforementioned previously been on the show, fantastic. The audience demanded more. Brian over there in the corner. Introduce. Say hi, Brian. Yeah. Hey. And a, a, a host that you haven't heard in almost four months, uh, a person that I know I've been receiving emails from, from people wondering where she's been, what's happened to her, give us an update. Please tell us where Ariel is. She's here tonight, Ariel. Would you say something? Something. Ariel says something over there in the corner. Um, I, just, I just made the sound. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh. <laughs> the one thing I want to address before the show got too much into it, we had some technical difficulties uh, this week, there was a there was a period of 24 hours where no one could access I know science things. <laughs> oh, good lord! And I I received calls from the vice presidents. I received calls from the FCC, wondering how I could. They were threatening to revoke the license that we have as podcasters on this air. Uh, don't worry, it's been restored. The technical difficulties are over. The show is there. All f- previous five episodes are back in place, or perhaps even six. Perhaps even six once this goes up and. You know what? It, there's no need for alarm. We're back, and it's like we never left. You can uh, take down the plastic sheeting, remove the duct tape from your windows. You know, you're, you're okay, I think. And if you want to lodge formal complaints for not being able to access I Know Science things from the period of 8 o'clock Thursday or Wednesday evening to yesterday around 6 o'clock in the evening, you can, you can launch your formal complaints. And please do. I encourage a letter-writing campaign to the University of Michigan, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, let them know that, they, that you don't... You can't, you can't accept I know science things be out of your life for more than 24 hours. So let them know to next time not drop my fucking files off of my fucking storage space. That's my fucking storage space. You can't take files off it. You might have been illegally file sharing, Tom. It's possible. There might have been so much traffic from the demand for this show. <laughs> for I know it science. might have crashed the Michigan servers. It might have. It might have been. A, I don't even know. It could have been a campus-wide meltdown based on the pure demand. People downloading megs and megs of I know science things from here to Bombay. It, it was just something. Unexpected, but I, I, I encourage it. I encourage more heavy downloading of our of our show. But uh, moving on to more relevant topics, I know I know Brian, uh, not being here on Monday, not being as a part of the show, had has doubled the material for this week to talk about. So I'm gonna throw it over to Brian. Uh, what do you, what do you want to bring to the table this week? <clears throat> well, I'm not sure that our listeners are aware that the the do not call registry is going to expire very <laughs> soon. Wait, now, what is just, it? Is this just public in, service announcement this, hour? What this, is this? It is just in service. time for the I Know Science Things cold calling to get more <laughs> listeners for the show. Thank God it's gonna just gonna skyrocket our total our total membership. But please keep keep talking. So I hope you've been hiding your cell phone numbers because soon you may be getting solicited or unsolicited phone calls once more. See, this is it's problem. actually illegal to call people on cell phones because it costs them money. Is it? Uh, yeah. No, I thought that was a return. 
Yeah, that, there was a, there was a court the case FCC. against it. No, it's illegal. It's totally illegal. They can't they can't do that on your cell phone. It's like collect calling you. Anyways. And Tom can't read his own handwriting. Yeah, I, I have a note on my, on my note sheet because I, I did write out some. What does the note say, Tom? It says number 22. I don't know what that means, and I wrote it five minutes ago. So something, something's a mess. Uh, a remiss. Did someone just turn 22? No. I don't know what that means. Football player. Got to find out. Well, anyways, let's, let's go to another complaints I had. Or I, I want a voice on this show. Uh, last week, we introduced the idea that in the Minneapolis airport, uh, Larry Craig... Uh, this, Wait, I thought we weren't going back to Larry this, Craig. This, 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 is this, this is more show info than it is Larry Craig. He's, he's merely a side player in this whole issue. We talked about the fact that his bathroom stall is now a tourist attraction, correct? No, we talked about that. Yeah, let's not right. rehash that. No, no, but I'm, 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 I'm setting a challenge out there. I know what number 22 means now, sorry. Um, but I'm setting a challenge out there, because I went home that night uh, after pool playing and some heavy drinking. I turned on uh, a particular late-night comedy host uh, of the Irish descent and with some large, strange hair. And he made reference to the Larry Craig uh, bathroom tourism uh, incident. And I'm a little unhappy that we're only five episodes in already. We're having late-night comedy hosts uh, steal material directly off of I Know Science things and really crib from our pure comedy gold. I mean, we dug deep for that article. And frankly, the I Know Science things writers uh, aren't very happy to, to, to spend, you know, late night after late night coming up with this this absolute, you know, these gems of, of pure funniness to have the staff of, of uh, Conan O'Brien steal our material. So from our running staff to your running staff, Conan O'Brien, get your own goddamn ideas. Uh, you're funny enough as is, but it's it's only, it's you know, it's too bad you can't be as funny as our show is, yeah. but try harder next time. Conan's no Carlos Mencia, let's be honest. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't. I don't know if I, I support that. Is this is this a claim? A Democrat Republican big gap in comedy here that we recognize how bad Carlos Mencia is, and and you're you have the Republican blinders on. Oh you God. like his. You really think Conan O'Brien is better than Carlos Mencia? I don't think. Wait Conan... a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. Well, she's been infected, as it were. I have not been infected. Um, Carlos Mencia is actually valuable social commentary. Conan if you Ryan live with a Republican, bullshit ever. you become a Republican. <laughs> Valued social commentary. Social oh, Mexicans commentary. don't swim so good. Oh, social commentary. It's not yes. social commentary. No, it is. No, it's, it's not. social commentary. We talked about it in my career Slash not funny. Most importantly. Okay, sometimes the show is not funny. But a lot of times, his stand-up actually is very funny. His show, not so much. Steals his joke just like from you, from I know science. Things. No, he tells jokes from uh, other other comedians. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so so a split on Carlos Mencia. Let's call it let's call it a uh, a push on Carlos Mencia and comedy. Uh, so it's not to get too hostile. So early in the show, half of the half of the I know science things community likes Carlos Mencia, and the other half isn't so they're so thrilled about him. So let's leave it there. Uh, but a valid topic for future discussions. But um, gentlemen, other issues, other other topics. Um, you want to, I, I, um, um, I, um, um, <laughs> I was a little, I was a little, I was a little curious about this, this one woman that you, this one mysterious no, lady. No, let's not, let's friend. not, let's not bring the love life into, this is like a love life free But I thought, radio I thought show. we want to talk about this Thai, this Thai restaurant encounter that. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I just don't understand why people give you their phone numbers when you ask them in like a date style encounter, but then you call them up and they're like, they have a boyfriend. Like, why, why not just say so in the first place and save everybody trouble? Hmm. Okay. What, what's harder, that about? Harder to say no to your face. That's a good point. Basically, she's a coward. But everybody's a coward inside, a little bit. 
I don't she, know. She could have given a fake phone yeah, number. Yeah, I think though. a it fake phone number would have been better. You really would have preferred, like, the, like, giving, like, getting a Domino's phone number? Hell yeah, I would have. Hell yeah. But, but, uh, I would always give out the uh, automatic weather time and... Would you really? Did you really? Wow. You learned it for the expre per express purpose. Oh yes. Did you ever, have you ever called the reject the rejection phone call line? Have no, you looked at that one? there's actually one. There's there's and actually they do it in different zip uh, different area codes too. There's actually I have it programmed into my phone if you like to listen to it at some point in this evening. It's <laughs> so sad. But you can give someone a rejection phone number that will take them to a voicemail that not very subtly, uh, in in fact very humorously uh, tells them that they were not well received by the person who gave them their phone number. So it's it's pretty funny and I think it's. Wait, Tom, why do you have that programmed into your phone? Because I'm just biting off hordes of of mount of, of, of women I have no interest in. Wait, 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 what were you about? I don't know why I was malnourished. I just came up on the top of my head. That was not what I meant by the mal. The mal was going nowhere. It was it was a prefix to nothing. Um, all in malony? Excuse me. Sorry. This, little, this, this beer is a little bit a little bit thick. It kind of rests on the tongue. It is delicious. Yes. Too sure ale. Too sure. If you, I don't know if your, if your, if your bottle of beer has the ninety-nine cent label on it though, but I did buy it for one dollar bottle, so don't expect too much from. Hey, don't. That's not how you place a product on. Well, I'm, I'm saying like too sure ninety-nine cents, two dollars worth of taste. Like it's, if you can say it that way. But um, that's speaking twice of, the taste for. Speak, speaking of speaking of twice, and by twice I mean the number two, and by twice I mean two twos, and by that I mean the number twenty-two. Uh, some bad news today. Wait, that was just like how they solved the the end in Da Vinci Code right there, like that exact little spiel you did. <laughs> but um, so number twenty two, we've as, as was lauded on I Know Science things last week, we had a uh, a particular victory, if you will, a storming of the Bastille, uh, a real continued existence, continued yes. existence on I Know Science. No, things. I mean that's our goal. Really. Continued existence, yes, it is our goal. Uh, and we we vanquish a certain number of podcasts. Wait, wait, hold on. Can I, just, can I just go real quick? Go for it. What, what is it the institution has like a long history of existence? Is that from Seinfeld or something? I don't know what you're talking, you know about. What I'm talking about. Oh, wait, wait, what, what is it? Oh, they're talking about like some institution in a show, and like the institution has nothing to brag about except a long history of existence. That sounds really familiar from something. That sounds, that yeah. sounds like, uh, oh, that's Animal House. That's what it's it is. Animal okay. House. Okay. Uh, but podcastalley.com, we, we bragged about a certain, certain number 21 spot last week. Now, in the intervening days, we have fallen out of favor on Podcast Alley. And by, by that I mean one spot. We've been beaten by the RU, the letters RU, serious, as in the dog star, RU serious podcast. And, you know, not so good. Obviously, Dino Science Things community not pulling their weights and continue to vote for our podcast. And potentially people in the room not pulling their weight by not voting for iknowsciencethings.com. I don't know who I'm looking at, and I'm definitely not pointing at anybody. But I'm indicating the other side of the room, our guest hosts. Now, is the link on the website, Tom? It's on the website. It's, which, really, it's pretty easy. Which, on okay. the website, for those of you interested, and for our guest hosts, who really, as guest hosts, should know where the website is. But it's www.inosciencethings.blogspot.com. And don't ignore Chris when he says inosciencethings.com, as he frequently does. It's, remember the blog spot is after I Know Science Things. Um, what? No, say I don't, it, I don't know if there's a www in front of that. There, there. Because... Trench.blogspot.com and postsecret.blogspot.com, both blogs I read frequently. There's no www. You can get to it. it. You can get to it many ways. You can you can just type in inosciencethings.blogspot. Right. You, you can do you, www. You would confuse my mother by okay. that. You basically just cry a little. You know, admit you're lonely, and, but somehow you get transported here. <laughs> the beauty of it is that it is foolproof. Http colon backslash backslash or www. Https. 
colon that could work too. I don't know. Either way, we'll get and, and that website is also back up despite the technical difficulties early in the week. That website is fully functioning, and you can go there and and not really do much, but you could do something. I guess you can look at look at the the, the pretty font. But that's about it. But it'll leave a comment or something on there. What what font do we have? I don't remember what it is. Oh, it's, it's, oh. An, it's an Arial, but I don't know if it's a bold Arial. With an A, with an A. That's two A's. I'm sorry. Oh, um, that's funny. That's she never realized that before. I never thought about. I never. Oh. So our our extra call, our extra guest special guests uh, name is Ariel. In case you didn't know, so then that makes the whole previous exchange a little funny. Right. And there was even in fact a uh, a movie shown in my school uh, on Wednesday that unfortunately I was unable to, to catch, but it was on Helvetica, the history of Helvetica as a font. <laughs> Uh, and I'm actually pretty, I'm genuinely upset that I missed it. I had to go to a different class that went for four hours. And it was just a group discussion about thesis. But, um, and continue today for another hour. But, um, an overtime, if you will, a bonus of other people's thesis. Thesi, theses. Uh, but so that, that's, that was that. Helvetica is not that funny. Um, oh. <laughs> Although, Greece is a nice place. Greece is a nice place. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm missing... <laughs> No, Helvetica is Swiss. That means Swiss. What's wrong? Oh, you didn't mean Hellenic. You meant Helvetica. Helvetica. Uh, damn it. I could have meant Herculaneum. Yeah, Herculaneum, who, yes. <laughs> who went to a liberal arts college now, bitch? Huh? That's what I gotta say. Uh, well, Sorry, I just assumed you meant something more classy than those damn Swedes. Swiss. Swiss, whatever they're called. Oh, how about this? We are so buying a map of Europe for our apartment. How about this for uh, current events? Belgium. Possibly, soon to be... No more. Uh, this, the fervor... East over, and West Belgium. They're going to put in a wall, divide it up. The, the, the northern uh, Dutch-speaking And those Flemish, fucking Flems, you know. Just not very happy right now. Very elitist, very snobbish. Ready to break the country in half. Your thoughts? It's EU for diplomats. sale. It's for sale on eBay. I did see that. Someone would bid $10 million, then, or $10 million kroner or something like that, and they took it away. So, yeah. But uh, what do you guys think? What do you think about the, uh, the imminent, the possible breakup of... You know, really do a, it. a model for do the it. US. Break up. Wow, Chris, Chris has some underlying bitterness exactly. in his life that has nothing to do with bitterness. No, I'm not full of bitterness. Like, I just, you know, why, why not split up? Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no What do they have well, to gain by staying together? Think about it. They get two votes in the EU then. I mean, it's like if California split up, you know, they wouldn't be fucked in the ass by all those crappy little eastern states like they currently are well, if in the gonna, United States government. If they're going to break off from anything, they should just leave the EU altogether and do themselves a giant favor. Wait, what's wrong? <laughs> Wait, I didn't realize there was anti-EU something. Oh, of course Wait, there is. Wait, how did you not realize that? He's so anti. Right. What's um, wrong with the EU, Brian? Too socialist for you? No, it's... it's not regular. It's, hard, it's hardly a democratic organization. They're a bunch of totalitarian elitists. Who are trying oh, to take over there, all of There's nothing wrong with enlightened dictatorship. Let me just put that out there. Yeah, having the masses vote, not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. yeah In fact, well, I'll, go, I'll go so far as to call most people stupid on this podcast. I'll I'm, do it. I just did. Well, I, I hear it. Uh, I know science thinks will represent for populism and say that it's all right for people to vote, even if they're dumb. Because most of the time... As well, long as they've had good history and good tradition, and it's honest, fine. Honestly, they'll vote a good way. If, if the dumb could not vote the constituency, if your party would be seriously in trouble. Yeah, that's deep, strong Republican deep trouble. talking there. I don't know about that. And, and, you could probably have a graph with a nice that. linear you fit could. through it. I'll, 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 I'll play devil's advocate, devil's advocate in it, that Slate did run a good piece last week about how it even 
the intelligence average is between Democratic and Republican voters and debunked many myths. So I'll say that yes, although it's very fun to poke fun at the, the lack of intelligence of the, of the Republican Party, they're actually pretty smart. Hey, Tom, did you President Company excluded. Except for not believing the global warming, which just is hey, you know, surprising. Hey, you I, know, Jesus, and hello, warming. Jesus. Let me just say Jesus some more. I'll keep saying that. What about Jesus? Explain. Jesus, you know, didn't say anything about global warming, hence it's a lie. <laughs> but but in, in terms of Republican issues and, Repu and uh, Republican executive people, uh, the mayor of San Diego this week, Mr. Jerry Sanders, in a very... I thought that one girl was voted. Wasn't there like a runoff election? No, she's at the surfer. The surfer yeah. say no? No, she lost big time. Really? She got... San Diego's a pretty conservative uh, city. Top Gun! <laughs> but Jerry Sanders this week, awesome in, a, in, a, in a very tearful, uh, very emotionally, uh, like, you know, uh, public, no, not public, what is it called when you have a press, press conference, uh, renounced his previous views on gay marriage and, and said that he would fully support uh, the San Diego City Council uh, deciding to, to to support California's bid to legalize gay marriage in, in the state. I'm, I, I'm going to say from the from the from the community of honor science things minus one potential guest host too. I don't really know his his idea on social issues, but kudos to Jerry to Jerry Sanders for having some serious balls and some chutzpah this week to go against. Right after certain other mayors, perhaps he did it first. I don't know Gavin Gavin Newsom. Well, in fact, I don't know. I don't know. He, Maybe. he cited he cited Gavin Newsom as as, as his biggest inspiration, and also his lesbian daughter as also a possible inspiration for Maybe it. Maybe she called him up and had a heart right. to heart. But if you really want to have a good cry, I would recommend watching that press conference. It's pretty good. It's pretty emotional. Not not to not to be all emotional because I, I don't think that's really what our show is about. But um, I was actually in San Francisco, where I used to live, when the gay marriage thing was legalized. It was pretty remarkable to walk down to the, the city hall and see all the various, you know, the gays all around the block in a big old line, you know, marrying Aww. each other. It was really cute. It was really charming. Yeah. Right. So it was very touching. And, and again, to, to play the red state devil's advocate here, um, in a funny way, like, it, you, you, like, as inspiring as that is, like, maybe lost the 2004, like, congressional and presidential election. Like, it, it's a weird... Like situation, like you, you absolutely want to support like total civil civil disobedience for gay marriage. At the same time, you're like, no, it, maybe it's no, about you four years. Don't. I, I do. Everyone, I do. Civil disobedience. For that's for, that's a that's a stretch. I mean, for game for social issues, if, if social issues shouldn't even be dealt with by the government. Just I the actually government personally believe social issues alone. in abolishing marriage myself. I know my career studies professor. Um, there was a proposal introduced in Ohio in 2000 for the 2004 election to. Um, Basically, it codified marriages between a man and a woman. And I think we should outlaw straight marriage. Um, she and she stood up, and instead of saying that she believed that marriage should be for everyone, she said this like brilliant speech. We should completely outlaw marriage. The institution yeah. of marriage is completely ridiculous. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what Ron Paul is, is his big statement on gay marriage. Is okay, the fact. but let's not talk about that. No, but I think but it's, it's a very libertarian <laughs> kind of viewpoint where it's it's the the, the government out of out, of, out of, it takes its hands off of marriage and it becomes a, a personal thing and a really uh, yeah, personal thing. No, it, it, it can. It has nothing to do with the government. It no, right, there, right, but there it's is all, an argument for it having to do with the government. We need only a crappy bullshit. No, we need population or, or a very growth. a very no, we arguments. don't. You, oh my if, God. if you look at population growth numbers in Europe, you see what happens when yes. marriage becomes less important. Hey, I have a message for you. The population is the entire globe. And global warming and the food source, they don't fucking care if Europe has a different population than Africa. Okay. It cares about total numbers. Well, let so me take a, a Carlos Mencia type approach here and just say, would you rather have more 
people from below the border or more people from this part of the country. Well, and I mean, I think I would rather world. have more people from up here. Yeah, wow. We're doing an awesome wow. job. And that's awesome job. I have a statement that I know it's not. Sorry, I'm going to cut. Sorry. We're destroying the world. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disavow all of, all of the previous <laughs> co host statements. I, the official position of I know science things is, is uh, all race is good, uh, diversity good, uh, nationalism not so good. That's the official I know science I, don't, I know science things position, depending on what other guest hosts might say. So. Well, uh, nationalism has nothing to do with race; it just has to do with culture. And I think that having more people born in Western cultures compared to non-Western cultures is a good thing. So you're saying that if we took over the rest of the world, that then it would be. I think he's saying that babies. Brian believes in a certain destiny, perhaps even a manifest one, if you will, <laughs> um, for for certain countries to spread from sea to shining, shining sea. Right. right. And right. then, you know, the North Pole to the South Pole. Yeah. And well, then maybe across both oceans. With the shining lighthouse. <laughs> of Let American democracy to sweep from, from, you know, ocean to ocean. Like in Iraq. Exactly like that. Yeah. Yes, clearly we should have a government just like Iraq. <laughs> sorry, there's, sorry, there's a bizarre like thing that's happened there because Chris is fucking with my computer and and, and uh, that shouldn't happen. But um, did anything happen actually? No, nothing happened because the Mac's smarter than you. And it, before you even did it, it was like this guy's a fucking asshole and it shut down whatever button that it was. Whoa, whoa, smarter than me? It has one button. You know how many buttons I have? More. You know what? Because you know, but but the the excess more. of buttons is like a handicap. It's like you you, you need fucking more buttons so you can do things individually. So you don't have to think about parsing out what you do. I mean, that's the thing that disgusts me about Mac people is is their cries that one button's enough. It is more, exactly enough. It's exactly enough. Yeah, you have a scroll bar. What was you that? Scroll. You don't even have a scroll wheel. Can you do this though? Whoop. Back. No, Desktop, no. back to there. Actually, Wait, yeah, no, this, this oh, episode oh. Has, has been a little low tonight. Really, all we've, all we've um, done is talk about politics and Mac versus PC. Well, I've got some more Where's the humor? Where's the, where's the joy? Where's the well, love? Well, I'm going to bring back a non-funny thing. And NPR oh, and no. bring back something more this? enjoyable. How about this for, for news? Um, I recently be going, as, as viewers out there may have noticed, or listeners out there may have noticed, the... Uh, the quality of the I Know Science Things podcast at times leaves a little bit to be desired. A little bit crackly, uh, some motorcycle noises in the background, some buzzing every now and then, uh, nature noises that may not be welcome. As our viewers may or may not know, we actually have motorcycles at iknowsciencethings.com. In fact, it's almost rev them whilst we're doing the show. <laughs> it's, it's almost a silent, well, a loud protest for people outside to stop the show, but we, we keep going anyways. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have been recently looking into... Uh, Upgrading the Ino Science Things equipment, and in the past couple days, I've 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 gone through all but the final step of purchasing uh, the full-on sound studio of of microphones and mixer and and equipment and, and cables and wires to make this a better podcast, to make it more uh, what what's the word? The, high, the raise the fidelity. High, well, what about lo-fi music? There's plenty of good lo-fi music. Not there. on this show. None of us can none of us can do the lo-fi. But uh, hopefully soon, and not to, not in the too distant future, we'll be coming back with some some serious quality recording device. And I've even bought three microphones. That's one for the both of the original hosts, and one for the n non permanent. But I hope to be you know semi permanent guest host. Uh, so just yes, fascist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm gonna be sending that equipment to your house, Chris, because I'm a, I'm I can't guarantee it's uh, safety at my apartment. Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, mail it here. Okay, well, I'm gonna mail it there. And uh, my 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 proposition on the air is that each of you pay five dollars, no, eight dollars for the microphone, and I'll cover the rest. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds fair. Okay. Wait, can right. you pass me a beer? Right. Um, God, I'm once again being just like destroyed on the beer consumption. 
But uh, I know what happened. What happened, you Tom? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Used to be the beer consumption destroyer, not destroyer. <laughs> yeah. But okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back a topic that we discussed two episodes ago when, when Brian was back uh, as as one of our guest hosts, and we we discussed a certain and this 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 is not me bringing in then like here I have evidence why I'm right. I'm bring, I'm merely throwing a new a new monkey variable, a monkey if you will, into the uh, into the discussion. Now we talked about. The idea of different genes sometimes confusing themselves, and genes in the simplified version, you fucking chemist science who has, who has like, oh, genes are, they're fucking proteins. They're they just pro they're genes are just proteins. proteins. So you can shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> uh, and we're going to simplify it to say genes. Now, confusing genes. And sometimes the genes will make you do one thing, but not necessarily compatible with another gene does. Simplified. That's what your point was in a certain respect. Yeah, well, in some respects, genes will compete with each other, yes. Right. And so, so here's, here's, my, here's my thing. The, the, uh, there's, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Because it's based on an article I read. I thought it was pretty fascinating in terms of the story. Now, if, if you were faced with a choice, there's a train barreling down a railroad track, and it gets... I would push the person off the fucking bridge. <laughs> That's what I would do. Pull out a rocket launch. But there, there's, there's, a, there's a Y in the tracks, and on one end of the Y is one little baby in the middle of the tracks. He can't move. He's too young to move. He's by himself. On the other half of the Y are four little babies in the middle of the track. Now, you're standing looking at all this while it's happening, and the train can't be stopped. But near you, you have a switch that will either divert it to the left with the four babies or to the right with the one baby. Now, which, which one would you choose? Well, Brian would first ask those babies, are, which babies are Mexican and which are American? <laughs> <laughs> Other persons, perhaps. Well, all those things being equal, I would say the, the four, of okay. course. Now, if you were on the same outcropping and a train was barreling down a railroad track, and there were four babies in the middle of the track, and the only way to alert the, the, the conductor of the train to stop the train was to throw another baby next to you into the path of the oncoming train, and it would stop the train. What would you do? I probably wouldn't do it then. Okay, you wouldn't do it. What would you do? I would probably throw the baby. So you would throw the baby. Probably a baby is a bad example, because you are, as, as was previously stated on this podcast, a baby killer in certain ways. If, uh, I'm anti-baby. Uh, so. But okay, so kill a baby, wouldn't kill a baby. Now, the thing is, like, that this, this same question was asked by a bunch of sociologists to, to a, a wide standpoint. Well, you know, I'll... I'll, I'll well, Babies? <laughs> I know what Ariel will do in the situation. Babies? But, um, she would name all five babies. Or, uh, and then, and then After just... Firefly characters. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so this, this same question was asked to a, to a sampling of 100 people. And 85% of the people... Uh, well, not... What was the question? It's a long scenario. Oh, it's throwing babies. Basically, would you kill one baby no, no, here, to here's, save here's, more Here's babies. the scenario to reiterate. Railroad track, train, barely out of control, two directions it could possibly go in. One has one track has one baby on it by itself, other track has four babies on it. They're all immobile, they can't move. The only, way, the only decision you have is the switch that you have by you. Either have the train go to the left or have the train go to the right. One one option kills one baby, one option kills four babies. Wait, do, we, do you pull the switch? Is the one baby your baby? No, they're told, oh, they're all anonymous babies you've never met before. And to satisfy Brian, they're all white babies. I mean, what that do you do? seems like pretty obvious. Well, what do you do? Just what say is it. obvious? Wouldn't most people save the four babies? So you pull the switch to make it to divert the train to kill the it's one gonna, baby. It's going to kill either one baby or four babies. Okay, fine. Right? That's, that's the logic. But okay, now the other option is this is another scenario. Okay. On the other hand, you voted anti-population growth, so really consistently, for consistently saying you should have killed the four babies. All right. No, I'm for not having sex like okay. to produce babies. Not not to run this segment into the total ground like it's going towards. But here's the second option. If the second scenario is the train is barreling on the tracks towards four babies, and the only way to alert the conductor of this train to stop in time to save the four babies is to throw a baby that's next to you in the path of the train and, and distract the driver enough to stop the train. What would you do? 
Oh, what'd you do? I would. You have a split second, like a second. I jump in front of the train. That's not an option. I'm telling you now. See, okay, never mind. We we have we have the we have the. It's this, a false logic. There are there are two questions here, but obviously Ariel's not gonna answer the real question. So we're gonna go back to this this other thing. But um, 98 percent of people, ninety eight out of a hundred, so they would pull the switch to kill four to kill one baby as opposed to four babies. That's what you're doing. You're killing one baby as opposed to killing four babies because it's your decision. While only 15% of people would throw the baby in the way of the train to save the four babies. Now, in essence, you're making the exact you same choice. I don't think the actual story was throwing the four babies. But, but why is not the same choice? In, in both cases, you're killing a baby, whether directly or indirectly. No, because one's a switch and one's throwing. There's like a huge difference. But what's, what's, the, what's the outcome? And that's all that matters. It's like, like why, no, but, but it's not just the consequences. It's also... You taking this action, and there is where the that, and that's and that's different. the thing. That's where this that's, 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 that's the and that's action. and that's the exact distinction. That the social no, that's like that's why it's easy to shoot someone with a gun or to like you know vote in favor of the death penalty. But I mean, you're not going to go knife someone to death. It's right. like the exact same principle. Exactly. I mean, that's like a really powerful you know, exactly. the blood on your hands principle. But but and here is where these competing values of altruism come into play, where your one instinct is to not physically harm another human being, and, and you don't want you don't want to literally pick up a child. And throw it in the path of an oncoming train, but when faced with a with a one degree of removal, your brain will say, "Save more human beings, save the four babies." And that's the weird competing ideas of of, of this kind of experiment. I think it's pretty interesting in that sense. All right, let's move on. You guys are fucking. Cool. Are you guys scientists, or are you just like assholes in like a lab who just sit okay, around like, wank all day? Okay, first of all, that's a social science study. So, so. But it's also a genetic study. It's, it's no, but saying the idea of social, it's altruism. So it, go, it goes, it goes to the heart of they, altruism. There needs to be another word for that because but I don't. It's not, social science. It's, it's not fucking proteins. It's, it's not about, like bacteria making decisions, Chris. But it's also about responsibility. Like I would feel directly responsible for the death of the baby that I threw in front of the train. Mm -hmm. But I would only feel indirectly responsible for the death of those, the one baby that got ran over by the train. Okay. And there's a different. There's a different. <clears throat> change in not just how I would feel, but also how I would think about the morality of such an act. Right. I, I would definitely feel like I had committed more of a, a grievous offense throwing the baby than I would had I if flipped the switch because I knew that they were going to die. But the one that was next to me, right? Not really. He didn't need to. Right. But I, I put, I created that action okay. with him dying. And that's, that's an interesting thing. I mean, again, honestly, I don't know what I would choose. I, I would probably choose to not throw the baby in the path of the train. I'm not, I'm not taking some higher ground where I would do both. I would always kill that one baby. I don't know what I'd do. It would be, it'd be, a, it'd be an interesting kind of thing. And I don't know. It's, it's as weird, that weird altruism of, of the human being. I don't know what it is. I mean, the real difference is in the original situation, the one baby and the four babies both have probabilities of dying without you doing anything. Right. But in the other case, the, the one baby has no probability of dying without you doing anything. Okay. So there really is a difference depending on your action as to how you've changed the outcome. Okay. Well, I mean, as, as scientists, as a corollary, I was reading a different thing, and, and maybe you've heard of this. I'm sorry if it's too boring for the panelists in the room, but um, there, there, was a, there was a particular experiment where this, this is more of like the authority thing that, like, you know, when given direction. Oh, the, the shocking of people? That's but a no, great but you meant, did, did you read the one about the puppy? No, I've never heard the puppy version okay. of this experiment. Uh, similar to the shocking people and then like keeping keep doing it with the wrong. But the thing was that they had they had a puppy in a room, and you could, you could physically see the puppy. They were actually they were actually shocking the puppy, and the the the. the whoa, whoa, whoa! How could that ever be like allowed? This is like the sixties. <laughs> uh, this is back when they're putting like heads on dogs and like, like and, human like, experimentation dogs, yeah. was still okay. But they had, a, they had a puppy in a room, and 
they what they would do is they would they would they would, they would, they would tell the subject they were trying to train the dog to go left for a, a blinking light and right for a solid light. So it would have to stay in different areas in the room. And they would tell the subject if, if the dog doesn't do what it's supposed to do, shock it. The puppy. And they could see the puppy. And you could shock a puppy. Here's the beauty of the story. Is when they when directed by the Night Night. Have Night. fun in your oh, lady oh, dates. Let me know what you guys do. Okay, we'll do. I when, when so they're they're told by the by the person running the experiment that the, the dog doesn't isn't isn't doesn't do respond to the, to the light in the way it should shock the puppy and we'll, we'll keep increasing the voltage until it actually does the right thing. And this, they actually were shocking the puppy. And the idea and the, so the, the point was that this dog at first it just became kind of it was nervous by the shocking and started yelping, then started howling, and then you know just progressively worse and worse this dog's reactions. And the thing is, out of twenty six people uh, they researched only three refused to shock the dog after a certain point. Despite the fact that many broke down in tears, many hyperventilated, many shouted at the dog, like trying to tell it where to go, but continued to shock the, the puppy until the very end at the highest possible voltage, and actually shocking the dog. So it's interesting, a little, little weird. Yeah, no, people are, people are bad. Yeah. I mean, they've done experiments where they put two people in different rooms, and they have an actor in the other room, and right. the one guy just keeps pressing the button to shock the person right. in the other room, because he's told to. Yeah. Well, the one, the one funny thing, too, is in, in this, all, the, all the people who, of the three people who refused to shock the dog, all of the male persuasion, none of the women, and it's equally, they're 50-50, all the women continue to shock the puppy. It was a male doctor, a male, a male researcher who was directing him to do it, but interesting little thing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't shock a dog if a girl was there, you know. <laughs> Um, hey, but on to another note, Tom, I guess we have an actual verified listener. We do have a verified listener. This week, I received not one, but two very nice voicemails from our, our listener out there, Jody. Faithful. Faithful to the end listener. Now, Jody, thanks for the phone call. Uh, we will reserve, we'll put in the vault of I Know Science Things uh, five I Know Science Things bucks with your name on it. So sometime in the near future when we disperse that trust fund. Our, um... Home invasion. Or home invasion. When we come into your house. If we steal things, we'll at least leave the I the five I know science things bucks that we promised you. So they're on reserve. Uh, they may include they may have interest over the years compounding. I don't know how it will, but like war bonds. Like I know science things war bonds. You made the first investment to victory, Jody. So I uh, <laughs> enjoy that. But uh, yeah, so we, we did get your message and uh, keep it coming. Let's, and, let's play it. Let's play it. Uh, okay, let's play let's it. Let's play the first the just first okay. like fifteen seconds. Here we go, Jody. Here's your first voicemail. Hi, this is Jody, your second listener, I think. Um, love the show. I don't know if this will be 10 seconds long or not. I am not 30, I'm 36. And I'm trying to help my kids get ready for school, but I was listening to your podcast and heard your challenge, and so I thought I would meet that challenge and hope this is 10 seconds long. And um, I don't know what else to say, but I do love your podcast. And uh, thanks for entertaining me. Bye. Wait, turn us back in real recording. Oh, we're back. We're back with I Know Science Things. And hey, I just, I just want to start. Thanks for calling, Jody. Um, I've heard somewhere that uh, statistics say that for every one person to call into the show, like an NPR or somewhere, there's like 100 listeners. So that means that potentially there's 100 people listening to the show, statistically speaking. And one of them who's Jody, who's clearly their most faithful fan. And Jody, I just want to iterate that we welcome listeners of any age from yeah. 36 and, to 16. And George. You know, um, if you're out there, you just got owned. I mean, George, you need to represent and call in. I mean, yeah, where, where's the love, George? Where, where is your dedication? Because as as the first 
person to respond in, in online to the show, I thought you'd be the, at the front of the line to uh, tell us how, how awesome we are, because that's what we, we need validation. Fact, give us, give seventh, us validation, our please. Our seventh caller uh, prize is still open. Yeah, if you want, if you want a hint to to, to Chris, what let his last name uh, call be the number six caller and give you hints. But um, yeah, so thanks Jody out there and and I know science things land for giving us a pretty happy voicemail and make make us feel better about this podcast. But uh, you know, I, and also thank you for iterating the point that that you are in fact not a stalker, because if there's one criteria we look for in a listener, it's that non-stalker, non-Stephen King misery sort of quality. Um, and I mean that's really that really means a lot. Thanks. So and and so, I guess we're at the point in the episode where we're going to begin to you know wrap it up here. Now I think that's a good point to to kind of as, take us out. But um, I do want to say that unfortunately, next weekend I will be in Chicago, uh, doing architecture things, uh, partying a little bit, but not very much because I'll be doing a lot of studio work. But unfortunately, probably no episode next week unless the gentlemen across from me want to somehow get their Bush League in together and record their own episode, which I don't think will happen, unless you guys have the, the motivation to do it. Do you have the motivation? No, I don't have that motivation. Okay. So, unfortunately, it's going to be two weeks between this show, and we'll possibly do it on, on a Monday or something next week. No, but we have a, we have a concert, don't we? Or is that a long time away? No, the concert is Monday. But no, this, this like, Monday three days from now. Okay. Well, what about what about the Monday? Metric. A week, the band. A week and a Pretty day from awesome. now. A week and two days from now. Well, are you not going to let me product place? Go for it. Well, I just did. I just probably put his metric and you were like talking over me. <laughs> Sorry. Shit time. You know, we, we just lost like half our advertising revenue right there because we destroyed their... Hey, no, no, no. The point of product placement is that, that there is no revenue. <laughs> it's like we're so conditioned by society to advertise for things and be walking advertisements that we would just of our own accord place products. Right, right. But So that, that that's that's our situation. No podcast next week unless we record on Monday. But guaranteed... Stop they, cutting. Stop cutting. Today is Friday. I guarantee that two weeks from now at, at the most... We'll be back on air with episode six. With real news and a funnier episode. Much funnier episode. Much, much funnier. Sorry about this one. Uh, <laughs> but if you want if you want to get us, get a hold of us, you can email the show, which is just as welcome. We, I love emails, and we all love emails, and we'll, you know, we'll read them. Except for ones about enhancing our mail unit for pleasure. Right. Those are a little old those, and tedious. Those I just forward to Brian and Heath because he needs all the help. I That's not true. <laughs> not true at all. But, uh, you know, Kenyans, give us some scamming. Uh, or sorry, Nigerians. Um... Yeah, but but those who get valid emails, you know, email us at I know science things, all one word, at gmail dot com. If you want to go to the website, please leave a comment. Uh, it's a great place to get back to us uh, directly uh, at I know science things dot com. And even better, if you want to help out the show, go onto iTunes and write a review for us because it it really helps us out. Because right now we have a review that someone me wrote on there for four stars <laughs> and one and one that was a one star review so get on itunes give us a little help you know at least three stars you can do it or go to podcast four, well four stars is a little bit much right i, I don't think we deserve four i stars. could not three not, and a half is realistic right not, not two let's go no no better than two three stars not not to and we'll get better equipment to be a four star podcast soon but just give us a review on there make us seem a little bit better i uh, and that'll encourage us. Wait, sorry, our motorcycle traffic again. But come back and uh, also, if you want to reach our voicemail line, you can reach us at two zero six two zero three three two one six. And we listen to all those voicemails, and we will we will play them or play them or maybe not play them on the air, but we'll listen. Well, to let's them. mention them or think about it. Uh, and so go to Podcast Alley. Bring us back up to twenty one. We're, we're you know we got vanquished this week by Are You Serious podcast. So bring us back to our former glory. Uh, but until next time, possibly two weeks from now, you know, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Right, go. Peace out.